0: Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number forty-eight. Fast approaching that number fifty, which is insane to think we started this last January. We've always had fifty guests on. Um, it's been a been a journey for sure. Uh, today we have Nicola. You may know her as the livestock farm her. Uh, Nicola, if you'd like to say hello. Hello. Before we get on into another excellent episode of the R2Cast, I would just like to thank the sponsor for the show today, the Scottish Farmer a weekly magazine highlighting everything you need to know regarding the Scottish agricultural industry, whether it's breaking news, events happening in the sector, market reports, classified ads, or just wholesome stories happening in the industry. The Scottish Farmers got it for you. So famous on the Instagrams is Nicola, famous on the TV as well, which we'll come to at some point. Um, could you tell us a bit about your background though, Nicola? Was, was, were you born into farming was farming always for you
1: yep so um I was very fortunate uh, I've been born on our family farm so my grandfather bought it back in the 1950s um and then my dad and my uncle took over and my uncle then left the partnership so it's just my dad now and I'm coming through and working on the farm sort of full-time now um, to start with like when I was younger we've always been involved in the farm like we've always had our own pet lambs and um always got kind of thrown in at the deep end and lambing and got stuck in but um, it was when I was I think it was when I was 10 um, I got to keep my own pigs um, so that kind of really I think encouraged the passion like it kind of grew from there um, and then yeah just kind of took off and that's kind of when I realized that yeah I did want to come back and farm full-time.
0: And was so you had the pigs at 10 I assume you had mm-hmm. made your life decisions at 10 with your pigs <laughs> uh, was it did you did you go off to college or anything like that or was it just staying home? Yeah
1: so um, I finished <clears> school and then I went to college and did two years at Crabston. Um, I got my HND in agriculture and then I decided to go to New Zealand for three months um went to New Zealand and then after that I came home and I've never left since.
0: Brilliant. How long ago was that?
1: Uh I was in New Zealand in twenty
0: eighteen. Right. No, good. I'm just gonna apologise to everyone listening. I've I've got a horrible throat and I'm trying not to cough when Nicola's talking. So uh, if I do cough when I'm talking, I apologize. Um <coughs> what I will say is um uh off to New Zealand, you hear you hear a lot of folk talk in New Zealand and it's sort of like the I don't know if Mecca is the word, but the sort of the, the place that everyone wants to try. Did it live up to the hype?
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I At the time, I was quite nervous. I went out myself and it's the <laughs> first time I'd like, ever done anything like that. So I was really, really nervous. Um, and it was like over, I went over November to January. Um, so it was like first time being away over Christmas and New Year and everything. So that was like a big like step um and I did kind of struggle with that at the time um but like looking back and then once I kind of you know got into the way of it and was busy working and did some traveling and that um yeah it was amazing and I would encourage anybody if you get a chance do it
0: that's what just what everyone says just what everyone says yeah. um was that was that with sheep with dairy cattle
1: um, it was actually mostly dairy cattle, so it was like completely different to what I'm used to here, which was, I think, a great experience to be honest. Um, and I did learn a lot. So, no, it was, it was really, really good. I just didn't like having to wear sun cream all the time. <laughs> it was so hot.
0: <laughs> we're, we're not used to the sun cream stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Putting sun cream on and having a barbecue on Christmas Day was different. <laughs>
0: Pretty surreal that is, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Christmas day is normally like six layers until you get into the farm. Um, Very yeah, much. Absolutely. Uh, how many cattle was on the dairy farm?
1: Oh, um, the one I was like the the farm that I kind of like stayed on. It was the like fattening farm, so they had about six hundred dairy bulls, <laughs> um, that they fattened. But then their neighbours went out helped out with the milking. Um, I think there was about I want to say about three or four hundred. Um it wasn't like huge, huge. Um, but that was sort of like their kind of average size. Um so yeah, no, it was really good. Really enjoyed it.
0: What, what breed were the the bulls that were fattened and what age did they go away at, roughly?
1: Oh, um they were free they were all Frisian bulls. And they were some of them were like two. Two and a half, three before they went. Um, so yeah, there were fair lumps of things, but they're just completely grass fed. They weren't fed yeah. anything, like any other feeder that. Um
0: and the the milking side was it was it one of the rotary parlors?
1: Um no, it was a, what's the word? Heronwood? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like
1: swing, yeah, either side. Um so yeah, that was really good. Just totally different. It's just not what I'm used to at all.
0: I think that's one of the the best things about going somewhere. I mean, I've never, I've never left the UK to work, uh, but I went to Essex two summers, and you know, coming from a beef and sheep farm in the isle of iron moving down to a six and a half thousand acre animal place was different yeah. <laughs> I vividly remember vividly remember the first day uh, i went round and looked into the side tractor shed that i thought was the main tractor shed but the side tractor shed and there was a 6930 john deere and i don't know if you're into tractors or what but i remember thinking oh my god it's huge and then yeah. it opened the next door <laughs> And there's this like 690 horsepower quad track and 480, and I'm like, oh Oh, my god! (laughs) Uh, It was quite surreal going home from that later on that year and seeing these tractors that I used to think were big and thinking that's just a quad. You know, it's uh, but so good seeing that different experience, like you're seeing, Um, and and a lot of people that listen to this and the reason they listen to it is is sort of seeing the different people that are in the industry and, and and sort of different jobs that are out there and. I couldn't stress enough how much it's important to if you're from X farm to try out Y farm to try try something different and Definitely. and uh, yeah. Do you see yourself going into dairy ever again? <laughs>
1: no. no, no. My uh, my other half, he's from Northern Ireland, and the part of Northern Northern Ireland he's from is just all dairy country. So um, whenever we go back there, you know we we do go to dairies and and whatnot, but um, no. I no, <laughs> I couldn't see myself doing it here. No,
0: you've had your fix. Had your fix. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I'll stick to the the suckler cows and the sheep.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and that brings me on to my next question. Could you tell us a bit about the whole farm?
1: <clears throat> yeah. So, we're farming about just over fourteen hundred acres, um, and we have we're sitting just about eight hundred and fifty breeding yows. Um, about uh, most of them are Scottish mules all put to Texel tups um, and then we also have a like, very small flock of pedigree non-registered Texels to try and breed some of our own replacement um, tups and um, the cattle we have about 240 head of suckler cows calving half spring half autumn and all the calves are sold at our local mart at a year old as stores. I should say the sheep, we sell all the lambs off grass, um, straight to the abattoirs.
0: Um, what's your local market? Uh, it's yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to gauge roughly where you are. Where is it you are? You said just off camera, but so.
1: Um. So we're sort of between, we're closer to Elgin, and um, then we are Aberdeen but we're sort of halfway between Huntley and Dufton, slightly closer to Huntley um yeah. in the northeast.
0: The sucklers uh, what breed Where are you running?
1: Uh, we've got Cemental and <coughs> Limousin Cross all bought as bulling heifers out of the southern Ireland.
0: Right okay yeah has that always been what you've done?
1: Yeah, so my grandfather started that um, and dad's carried it on just purely because of quality and price. Um, <coughs> we get them all home in one batch. Uh, we've got a, a chap over there that sources them all for us, gets them all tested um, and then gets them all sent home. So we'd take two lots home, uh, spring and autumn, and about 20 each time.
0: Yeah. And is the reason for doing spring and autumn half and half just to spread the load?
1: Spread the workload and also you just get income twice a year.
0: Yeah, easier that way. The the Scotch mules, are you breeding them yourself from your own blacks and blues or buying them as well?
1: No, we buy all them in as replacement gimmers. Um the past couple of years I've been buying mule hogs just because we've got um some ground we can winter them over, but I just gimmer them. I don't I don't tuck them as hogs um but yeah (coughs) bought bought out of Fainston and Huntley
0: right okay so if if you got Fainston and Huntley is that the the two markets near you is there anything else nearby or yeah Yeah.
1: no no they'd be the two main ones
0: Fainston's quite a notable one though I mean everyone knows about Fainston uh whether that's from the mark I don't think it is though I'm pretty sure I've always known about Fainston um never been as someone who's never been north of Dundee uh I, no way never, is, it's quite embarrassing that it's, uh, yeah so yeah but I've n- never you i to come up for it. a visit oh excellent this, this is the best thing with this podcast I get <laughs> invited to visits everywhere it's great fun um, yes you, you shouldn't have offered this uh, because I will pick you up on that um, absolutely <laughs> oh yeah look at that when you mentioned Dundee <laughs> are you considering going to Scotland?
1: hoping to yep yep, yep it's going to be a good day out
0: yeah, it's needed. It's been a while since all these things. Uh, Definitely. Now, when you are listening to this, Scott Sheep was probably about two months ago, um, but uh, hopefully it was a good day on June 1st. Hopefully we got the weather that we wanted and it wasn't like... Did you happen to go to, oh God, Quickswood and Duns. It was, I think, six years ago?
1: Oh, <coughs> I don't think so, no.
0: No. I mean, I have not seen rain like it ever. <laughs> It was so unfortunate. And they had all these tours set up and everything ready to go. And it just, uh it was. If you didn't have Hell your no. snorkel, you couldn't go. You know, um, which <laughs> is unfortunate. Um, you said fourteen hundred acres. Is that is that all owned? You said it was bought in the fifties. Is that all owned? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's all owned. Yeah, yeah.
0: That must be. We do sense. a small
1: amount of We do a small amount of crop as well, but it's just a, a hundred acres. Um, all spring barley, some mostly malting and then keep some for ourselves
0: did you say mostly malting um, yeah sorry
1: yeah mostly malting yeah
0: yeah is that sold nearby
1: yep it's all sold uh to port gordon so right. it all goes there um okay. but it goes there and then it's used in abelera whiskey
0: will, okay yeah yeah well known one well so, known yeah. As someone who doesn't drink whiskey, I've always wanted to drink whiskey. I think it looks really cool. When people with whiskey <laughs> collection, but I have it, and it just burns my body. Um, <laughs> way too painful. Uh, the, I I can't actually remember if you said this, but um, you said all your your lambs are reared off grass straight to the slot to, ab- ab- to the abattoir. Um, what abattoir is that?
1: Uh, we work uh wood heads at Turriff. Right. So it's just about. Forty minutes from us. Are so
0: they taking quite a lot from nearby? Are they?
1: Yeah, seem to be. seem yeah. to be We we put our lambs through. They're under um what's called May Select, so that's kind of through Dumbia run that. Um right. But because the slaughterhouse at Elgin was shut down, oh, quite a few years ago now, um, Turriff then took on um that contract from Dumbia, so. We get an allocated day um, for our lambs to go
0: right
1: through, through that may select.
0: Is that is that a butcher's as well, or is it just an amateur?
1: It's just an amateur. Um, uh, no, it's maybe a butcher's as well, actually.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I think so. I'm not sure actually.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's one <laughs> of the. It's one of the worrying ones with the industry. And we're we're from an island, as I mentioned, and I mean I'm not on an island at the minute, but from an island, and, and one of the big issues is is getting things killed and abattoirs yeah. are just disappearing like that. Um so it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what 850 yows you said. So they'll be getting quite a lot of lambs from you at least to keep them going, even just from yourself. So that's yeah, <laughs> that's good in itself. You mentioned your partner. Um do you both work on the farm?
1: Uh, um no he's davy's self-employed Um he's a self-employed shepherd he does sheep scanning and sheep shearing um, and he's got his own flock of sheep as well
0: right and from following you it seems like you do quite a bit of rousing do you do a bit of shearing as well
1: i do the odd few um i couldn't i definitely couldn't <laughs> hack it like all day every day um but yeah, I'd like to get a bit more like confident to be able just to, like, go up and do a few. Um, or just, just you know, if there's a yeah you missed or your neighbour needs a few clipped or whatever, you know it'd be fine handy. It's a good skill to have. Um, so yeah, this year I'm aiming to try and do a few more.
0: <laughs> and and how much is a few more? It always interests me what everyone's different few more is.
1: Um. Well, last year I think I did twenty six myself. Um right. So maybe aim for like thirty, forty this year, maybe.
0: Brilliant, good, good aspiration. See how fit I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's it. Um, and just, just on what we've mentioned, Davy is—is he contracts in quite a lot around you, or is he? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So it's uh, him and another uh, local boy. They have their own sort of run, um, and it's all pretty much within Aberdeenshire. Um, so yeah, I think they. I think it was like thirty or forty thousand sheep they shore last year. So it just keeps them busy.
0: <laughs> people say that sort of number. <laughs> like I know.
1: Kami,
0: yeah, different shearers on, like Cami, who I know, I know you've met through the the, the Landward side and the yeah. um and Carl Devani and, and other ones. And they're just like, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like fifteen thousand. <laughs> know. Like, done it's <laughs> <life there." laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite uh you say it's a skill, but it's also the most insane endurance. <clears throat> um, absolutely. Mental. Absolutely mental. Is, is up near you mainly suckler herds and and sheep it, is is there much arable around as well, yeah. or am I sort of getting geography wrong? Um
1: no, sort of over towards the turf direction, be more arable kind of ground. Um up here we're sort of we're known as like an upland farm. <laughs> um so it is majority suckler um breeding the owls kind of ground um we're sort of you do get a few more farms up beyond us that are growing barley but not many you're kind of getting at your your limit for your growing season um but yeah we don't grow much anyway so
0: yeah this cough is really annoying me I keep taking away from you speaking um so for, for those of you that, that, that have heard of Nicola, you'll know her as Livestock Farmer, which is, I keep saying wrong when I try and say it correctly, um, just Livestock Farmer with an H is really, really not that difficult. Um, that's like when you go to Starbucks and you're like, you know, it's, it's Mark with a C and they write Cark and they're going to look up Livestock <laughs> Farmer and everything. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the, there's a lot of different Instagrams out there and Facebooks and stuff like that, all about farming. and. First off, I think that's great. You know, I think the more we're sort of pushing that narrative, the better. Um, but if Absolutely. you don't follow Nicola, I'd strongly advise you to, because it's not just photos of sheep and photos of calves and stuff like that. It's, it's actual information about why you're doing stuff, why why you're using a certain product, for for instance, that sort of thing. Why did you go down that route, Nicola, as opposed to just putting some photos out there? <clears throat>
1: um I think I've always had an interest in, you know, trying to share why we do things as an industry. Um, and like even from a young age, my mum and dad used to go to schools um, and like take a, like an educational trailer. And they would take it into schools and show pupils and explain processes of, you know, your different cereals or your you've got a cow here and where your milk comes from, where your meat comes from or whatever it might have been. And um, I've always had that sort of drive as well to try and educate and inform people. And I think, excuse me, I think growing up as well and like being more involved in farming, I see like a bigger sort of gap forming um, and misinformation getting spread around and stuff like that. So I think I kind of wanted to just go down the route of showing why we do things and trying to explain sort of processes of it happening um and like like I've always said um you know since I started the account and like people who know me as well will know that I always keep it real like you get the good and the bad um and I think that's really important as well and I think that's what a lot of people like to engage with um because it is it is real you know it's not all just happy sunny pictures of Little wee lambs or calves or whatever you know, and that's why I try and explain the whole process as well, not just be like A to B or whatever you know.
0: Yeah, and that that sort of real thing is is good, and I think it shows. I spoke with someone else in the podcast, a few people in the podcast with this recently. Like, I've had two posts that have blown up, and that I mean, blown up, blown up in the time I've had social media accounts about farming. One of them is the wool price. <laughs> we know that's not good. Uh, <laughs> one of them is um, we had uh, we very rarely have to assist in Calvin at our farm. It's a very extensive farm. Um, you know, it's not run hard, so we're not assisting often. And we had to assist once. Yeah. used the calving Jack. Talked about the truth about it. Calvin was quite sore for the first few weeks, and that blew up. Um, yeah. Real life is the thing we all go through. <laughs> it works. It it, it 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 resonates with people. Um, you, you, I, I didn't actually mean to plan to go into Instagram and how uh, sort of numbers and stuff like that, but just just while you mentioned what you did, was, was the intention of Instagram just to sort of share? Did you ever think it would get to the size it has? Because you've only had Instagram for a couple of years, haven't you really? It's not been around forever.
1: <clears throat> um, no, so I started my account in January, 2021. Um, I'd sort of toyed with the idea for, for like <coughs> six months. And then I'd gone, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And then I finally plucked up the courage to do it. And it was purely just, you know, I thought friends, family, maybe some family, friends, whatever, you know, maybe a few uh, local farmers or whatever. But no, I really, really did not think it would blow up the way it has. Um, and like, I'm so grateful for it, doing that, you know, um, and and getting across to the wider public and, that was probably down to country file, to be honest.
0: Which, which leads me on to the next thing, country file. Why have you mentioned that? Could you tell us about country file?
1: <laughs> so um, it was must have been last July. I was sitting. We were just coming back from a day shearing, and um, I got a phone call. And like you know, now it's, this sounds so bad, but you know nowadays you get so many fake calls or like rubbish calls, <laughs> and it was this like random number. And I was like, oh, this is just rubbish because I'd had a couple already that day. And I was like, this is just rubbish. And it was t v actually was like, oh, just answer it to see who it is. So um, I answered it. And with that, um, I spoke to a lady and she was like, oh, um, it's so-and-so from Country File, Just to let you know, um, congratulations, you've been picked for our final three. And I was like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm getting so many messages from my sister being like, this person's got a phone, it's genuine, I'll explain all later, um, just pick up and speak. So I was speaking away to her and she was like, you don't sound like you know about this. And I was like, I genuinely have no idea. Um, so it turned out that my sister had nominated me for a competition. Um, Hadn't heard anything like again since she nominated me, like completely forgot about it herself and then got this phone call to say that I'd been picked for the final three. Um. And that the producers and Adam Henson um, wanted to come up and film on the farm. So, yeah, it was <laughs> glad I picked up.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I know, I said. it wasn't someone selling PPI. Uh, no. <laughs> which is nice. What, what was the award?
1: Um, so it was BBC Food and Farming Country Files Young Countryside Champion.
0: That was a mouthful. You really had to
1: <laughs> um,
0: Wow. So first off, congratulations on that. That's really cool. Thank you. Uh, what was involved when the team came up?
1: So they wanted to kind of film like something happening on the farm um, and with it being, it was like end of July, August sort of time, um, we were going through uh, and picking fat lambs. So they were like, that's perfect. We'll film all that, working with the dogs running through explaining why we picked the fat lambs and what weight we were taking them at what did we look for you know just all that kind of general stuff Um, and then basically yeah just had a chat um, and that was it really it was just a whole day of just taking lots of different shots (laughs) for about five minutes on tv (laughs)
0: It's, it's funny, isn't it? It's hours and hours for nothing for, for yeah. a really short period of time. Small, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's, it's quite, nothing's the wrong word that takes away from it, but uh, short. Sure. Yeah. What, what was Adam like? Yeah.
1: Oh, he was brilliant, brilliant, um, really, really genuine guy. Um, and just, he was so easy to chat to about farming as well. You know, he was saying like what like his farm was and really interested in what our farm was and how we do things, why we do things, that sort of thing. So, no. Really, really, really genuine guy.
0: I found much the same. You know, I haven't met him in person, but for anyone listening, we're talking about Adam Henson from Country Files he's on let that's right, Archer Cast number twenty-five, the Christmas special. Um but you, you you hear quite a lot of negative things about him and I thought the complete opposite. <laughs> you know, I had him at yes. half seven night and he was happy to sit for an hour with me, some random bearded guy that was just asking a lot of questions that he's probably been asked a million times before. <clears throat> you know yeah, I, I couldn't fault the guy, so no good to hear that. And and there was a big awards ceremony you went down to down to England.
1: Yep. <laughs> so we got got a wee day out in London, um, which was very different to what we're used to. Um so yeah, we all went down, the whole family went down, um, and just sort of made a day of it. Um had the awards ceremony at night in the BBC headquarters, and unfortunately I didn't win, but I mean, I'm so delighted and grateful to have been A nominated and B to have gotten that far. You know, it's 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 a huge achievement in itself. So so yeah.
0: Oh hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's a win in itself, really. Yeah, just because you didn't win that, you know. Do you know who people? Do you know who they are that were involved? Um,
1: <clears throat> I saw them, they were there at the awards night, um, but I don't I don't really know them though.
0: No. Yeah. I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. Um, Just, you mentioned your whole family went down. Earlier on, we started talking about sort of the farm at home and that sort of thing. Um, And you mentioned your uncle had sort of left the business. Is it just yourself and your dad? And your partner when he helps or is it, is it just you two
1: and um, so me my dad and we've got a full-time um, employee as well so us three full-time and then my mum she's part-time she does all the boring paperwork side of stuff <laughs> all the important stuff um, so and she helps out on the farm at time, and um, and then I've got a brother and a sister as well both older um, and and Again, very fortunate they come home and help during lambing or busy times, um. But they don't they don't work full time on the farm.
0: It's quite funny how many folk do that. Like you know, they're in the family farm, but not at all. And then at lambing time, everyone's there. (laughs) it's
1: roped back in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I haven't (laughs) missed a lambing time ever. I don't think you know. Um. Since I started, even though I'm working away as a lecturer and stuff like that, mum sort of always starts just about this time, May June time. You know. Got your holidays booked for March there, Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure she can get them in, you know? Um, yep. Which is maybe why she pushed me to West Career, because she knows i get got lots of holidays. That's the only reason this was the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, good, good stuff. Um, one thing I meant to actually ask earlier on was, you got pigs at 10. Are pigs mm-hmm. still around?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> the pigs were always... Um, Mum says it was either a make or break if I was going to be a farmer or not. So I got them as wieners and they were to end up in the freezer, which they did. Um, so I kept, I think it was about like four months, three, four months. Um, and then they went to the freezer, and um maybe a bit harsh, but it was reality, so I named them sausage and bacon. <laughs> so every yeah, so we had two to start with, and then that. We kept the pork for ourselves, um, and the first two we got 888 sausages. Let alone all the other cuts. <laughs> um, Jeez, bro. So yeah, that lasted us our family of five two years.
0: <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> just so... just add that, that that means you were still having over a sausage a day. That's really impressive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Mum had to go buy a new freezer to fit it all in.
0: <laughs> is, is, um, that, is that normal? Though? I don't know much about pigs at all. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. We've never had the same again, but I suppose we didn't really know what to like, what we were going to get back. You know how much quantity wise. So I think he like the butcher maybe put more of it into sausages than he should have. Um, but I mean they tasted amazing, so we weren't complaining.
0: <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than just a. a just pork sausages. Yeah, a hundred percent um mm-hmm. not with you on that one. And so what what weight are you killing pigs at? It's different for for uh bacon than it is for sausages, isn't it? It's all
1: yeah, so because they were just for our own consumption, um <laughs> I was taking them to sort of like hundred and twenty kilos, um and I was getting them about at wiener age, so about thirty kilos. Um and I've done that every every two years I've done that since. Um, so I had, I've increased it slightly in numbers. <laughs> so I had four there the last time, uh, last year, sorry. Um, so yeah, that'll be, that'll do us now and then we'll get more next year, hopefully.
0: So is is that still to, to feed your friends and family and that or are you selling it as well?
1: Um, I sell a couple to our local butcher um, and he, he cuts them up and then I sell a couple of the, the pigs to him, which he sells at a shop. Um, and then otherwise we just we still keep two for ourselves Um, we've definitely started eating a lot more pork since we've started not obviously since we started doing that but it just it nothing tastes as good it's just it's, oh it's just brilliant if I don't say so myself
0: <laughs> yeah no exactly this is just your marketing campaign
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when, when you up the sound numbers um I, I, I'm like, I'm not someone that eats a lot of pork but I always enjoy it when I do. It's one of the, yeah. you know, whether that's, you know, ham or or, or or sausages, I'm always quite, I'm just picturing it, uh, you know, when we were, when I was maybe, what would it be, eight, oh, when did it shot? Nine years ago. So I'd be 14, um, no, it wouldn't be, be 16, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We had a little farm shop and we had loads of hens to produce the eggs for it. Okay. And basically, what happened was the the so it's obviously a very touristy, touristy island, Aaron. The road around our farm got shut, and it just killed the business. So we were basically left with this like insane amount of hens producing a lot of eggs to go yeah. nowhere. Yeah. So we were. It was like you know, Mum, what's for breakfast? Eggs. What's for lunch? Eggs. What's for dinner? Eggs. Oh, Mum, <laughs> could I have a snack? Yeah. There's an egg. You know, like it was just <laughs> eternal eggs. Um, and I was just just picturing you with uh, your family yeah. with that. Uh, Work sausages. <laughs> Brilliant. There, there's worse things to have to live off for sure. Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how someone can be vegetarian and vegan and not have these sausages and stuff like that. Oh,
1: Uh-oh.
0: I know. <laughs> That's a different discussion for a different day. Um, just, just sort of going back. Uh, what what I, I know you did say, but I, I've forgotten. um It's more for me as opposed to those listening. Uh, what age did you say the um oh what do you have? I can't remember what what hit what cattle you had. What age are the cattle going away? <laughs> what age are they going for store? <clears throat>
1: uh they're going at a year old. Um, a year. so sorry, that ten, twelve months. Yeah. Um sell them all, yeah.
0: Grand. And the the uh the lambs are they going at like about forty two kilos? Is that the aim or is it, it yeah. Is? yeah.
1: Yeah. Try and get as many away. Off their mothers um, as possible, and then just the rest are just fattened off grass.
0: And what sort of time would that be?
1: What time you? Uh, Yeah, we start start picking fat at the sort of second week of June, Um, and then every fortnight after that. Sometimes every week once we're really into it. Yeah, yeah,
0: Um, Um,
1: and that's lambing end of March.
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, and are they? What what will they be at? About 210%? Or is that a bit high? Now about two hundred percent.
1: Yeah, we're sitting just about two hundred percent, yeah.
0: Yeah. No good stuff. Good stuff. Um the my mind's went completely blank. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't remember I not remember the word suckler.
1: <laughs> so
0: so everything's just disappeared. My whole head's disappeared and it was going so well and now now our brains decided not to work. Um, it's it's always sort of good to 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 bring different folk on, and, and as I said earlier, and I thought that the reason I ever started this podcast was back about the same week you would have started Instagram, um, just telling folk what type of jobs were out there, and uh, it's it's quite interesting. We've got some folk that have never been in farming, some folk that are in farming and and, and still in farming, uh, like like yourself, obviously. Um, but it's cool to see that sort of that sort of difference so so first off it's been it's been really great to sort of sit down have a chat about that sort of thing but there's two things i always ask people um before they're allowed to run off now i think you have said you listen to the podcast so maybe you're ready for these uh, but just before i do that um i think by now you'll have been on landward could you tell us about that experience yep
1: yeah. um so yeah again totally out of the blue um and a great day. So we had Doogie up and a, a producer and cameraman, and they were here just whilst we were starting to lamb the early mules, and then um, so managed to film a uh, yao managed to perform for us, and we managed to film a live birth. So that was really good, um, and then we were just sort of chatting about how we feed the yows pre-lamming, and um, the ones that lamb outside, and just kind of chatting through that, and. Yeah, just showing them the sort of setup that we've got because we lamb outside mainly. Um, there's not as much space inside, and it's it's purely just space for pens, emergencies kind of thing. Um, but no, really, really good. Uh, another great day, another great experience. Um,
0: yeah, another one for the for the tick box for the bucket list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, that that's actually one thing I probably should have mentioned. You're talking about. Uh, very much more outdoor lamb and than than well, no indoor lamb and really. Just there for for assistance. Uh, I take it you train sheep dogs as well.
1: Yeah. So Davy, he has he's kind of better at training than me. But um, I've got my my main dog Roxy. Um, we he did most of the training, but I did help some of it. Um, and yeah, I'd be lost without her. So lost.
0: I I think can't not outdoor lamb without a dog but it's just about there like I mean yeah you know <coughs> certainly when we were lambing at home mum and dad do the, the two outside bits and I'm stuck inside because I can't work a dog um uh so yeah no I just wondered if you're involved in the process or if you if you were involved in trials or anything like that but um I mean, no I
1: did we did uh <laughs> there was like a young farmer's kind of trial not far from here just over the hill actually and um I took Roxy just for a laugh because. She's an Australian Kelpie, so, like, trials are normally border collies. And, um, yeah, she didn't do very well with me, but when Davy took her, she absolutely aced the course, and she was one of few dogs to actually get the sheep through all three gates. Um, right, okay. So, yeah, I think, I think that kind of surprised a few people. Because <laughs> she's, um, she's uh, well, she she's a Kelpie, but she's so small. She, I think she's forgotten to grow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so focused on the sheep you know um yep. yeah no it's funny I mean I'm, I'm not a dog person and that I don't know much about them so I've just looked them up is that what we're sort of yeah, yeah. so here she's actually
1: here oh, she's here.
0: Me. oh brilliant look at that you she's
1: it a, she's a, she's a worker but she's very spoiled
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you've just been on we've been doing this call for what I don't know Best part of 40 minutes, and she's been sat next to you the whole time. She's obviously very well behaved as well, as been very well spoiled.
1: <laughs> very that's the only reason to be fair that she's still in the house. Um, because when we got her as a puppy, we were kind of like moving house at the same time. And I was like, right, when we move, she'll get her own weekend all she'll you know, she'll settle outside. And well, here we are two years later, and she's still here.
0: <laughs> it doesn't seem like she's hampering too much. <laughs> um no brilliant and yeah very pretty dog and, and it's, it's one that i am not aware of but in fairness if it wasn't a collie or a labrador i'd probably be lost so um i'm, I'm not up on dog and cat breeds at all um yeah as i said two questions that we end uh, every sort of podcast with and um, it's always good to sort of go from sort of start to finish in folk's lives and stuff like that and you're obviously still quite young so um that's not going to be a 40-year process so uh, we will get into that in a minute though um first off where do you see yourself in five years and second if you had any tips for folk coming into industry what would they be?
1: Oh um five years time um still farming hopefully
0: Um,
1: (laughs) in in what form who knows um ideally I'd like to still be farming sucklers um, and the sort of plan is to increase sheep as well Um, and yeah just try and keep farming the land and try and make a living off of it um, and just keep going with the Instagram obviously um, try and promote and educate and inform people as much as possible uh, through that and also you know, potentially through going to schools, like what my mum and dad did. Um, Yeah, just try and push farming as much as possible and show what a great industry we are. Um, Advice for anyone coming into it, I would just say, take every opportunity you can get, Um, every opportunity and every experience, Um, no matter what it is, just go and grab it with both hands.
0: You know, I think that's the advice that everyone gives. And it's so true. <laughs> you know, it's, sometimes you think, oh, you're in the same thing is boring. It's not at all, because that is the answer. <laughs> uh, <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: I've not done however many, 48 of these, and and like 46 folk have said that for no reason. It is, it is you know, open every door, see what's inside it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the, if you get any plans to expand over, maybe not five years, it's a very short time period, but, any plans to expand? Or are you quite happy sort of with where the numbers sit at the minute?
1: Um oh, I don't know. It's hard it's hard to say just now because of the way the prices and, and the way everything's looking. Um ideally, yes, I would like to expand. Um but who knows in what form? Um it's such a hard, hard question. Um, because like especially in farming, you know, you're always looking a year ahead. Where you know we've got the cow the bulls back in with next year's spring calving cows. So you're constantly <clears throat> looking ahead. Um, but yeah, I would I I definitely wouldn't say no to expanding.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's the thing, the uncertainty at the minute, and even yeah. maybe not the uncertainty, the certainty of how high the prices are at the minute is uh,
1: yeah
0: is scary. I mean, like for example, you said um you departure a patch of arable there. Has has the intentions of how much fertilizer's going on there different, or are you sticking to how it was, or how did that um, go? Right?
1: <laughs> At the moment, we're sticking to how it was, um, but I think, I mean, prices are still crazy high, but I think it'll be sort of winter next year is when everyone's going to really feel that effect. Um, more so, I mean, don't get me wrong, the prices are ridiculous just now, but I think next year's really going to be Challenging, and I think we are going to have to adapt and look at alternatives. Um, what that might be, I don't know at the moment.
0: No, I, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> I really, I, I, you know, we know what the alternatives are, <laughs> but we don't yeah. know if those alternatives are feasible, and we don't know if you know, fertilizer prices are here to stay. You know, they, they might come down a bit, but I don't see them down at the two hundreds and stuff ever again. Um, no. It's just not happening you know and they're probably going to find their way up again and it's it's a uh, you know maybe some people think that's good to reduce fertilizer usage and stuff but when something happens like that it's very hard to work with and um, yeah it did i mean we were talking 200 less than a year ago 250 not 200 but you know 250 260 yeah. quite insane um <clears throat> but yeah um really good tips and, and it's always nice to hear when someone says in five years i still want to be doing similar to what i'm doing and um, means they're happy in what they're doing which is good say what they're doing more Wallace I think you said it like six times in the last two minutes <laughs> uh, but yeah really appreciate you coming on Uh it's been great to chat it's, it's always quite fun as I say to everyone that's, that's on this you follow someone for however long and you always sort of see them but they mean nothing they're just a picture yeah <laughs> uh, and then it's, it's actually good to sort of open up and have a chat so, so thank you very much for coming on I hope you enjoyed yourself um, no
1: thank you so much for having me
0: not at all, not at all, and uh, yeah, it's, thank you um, it's, it's good, good to meet loads of different people. For those of you listening, I hope you've enjoyed as well, uh, this was number 48, <coughs> next week we'll be uh, bringing on Catherine Dick now, this is sponsored by the Scottish Farmer, uh, the R2Cast is sponsored by the Scottish Farmer, as as a lot of you know, Catherine works um, for the Scottish Farmer as a journalist, as someone that goes out to events, to, to different things, to farms, whatever uh, and and is is involved in creating the scottish farmer so look forward to that next week the following week <clears throat> i haven't actually arranged yet so that's quite exciting but that will be number 50 which is quite cool um as i said at the start kind of mad to think we've got here um but yeah that's thanks to a lot of you guys for listening thanks to a lot of the cool guests like like nicola today uh, for coming on so we shall see you next week and thank you very much Nicola. thank you Well that's it, another R2Cast finished, another agricultural mind opened up and I would just like to say that getting these guests on board eh, it does take time eh, and it always has done but I've now went weekly and with that comes even more time required and I would just like to finally thank once more The Scottish Farmer for sponsoring the show and making that much more possible. Please be sure to get in touch if you've any ideas of people you'd like to see on the podcast or maybe ideas you have for me presenting better because I definitely do require that. See you in the next one.